Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello, my love tribe. Welcome to Hard Blend Podcast. Today we have a special guest, Phoebe Garnsworthy, who is here to share with us some amazing insight on soul contracts. Please enjoy this wonderful conversation. Hello, I'm here with Phoebe Garnsworthy, and she is a spiritual author and meditation teacher, and I'm so excited to have her here. Welcome, Phoebe. Thanks, Lindsay. Super excited to be here, too. Absolutely. It is a true honor. I was so excited to hear from you. I was like, oh, yes, we're booking you ASAP. (laughs) (laughs) Yay! Yeah, so I know you have some fantastic words of wisdom and information to share with us today. I'm so excited to get into that. Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got to where you are today? Yes, of course. Um, So I've been writing my whole life. I've always kept a journal since I was really young. And as you'd know, like it's one of the best ways for self-reflection and self-awareness and to to navigate your your journey of self-love. And Mm -hmm. as I continued with my writing uh, throughout my life, I realized that this is what I wanted to do. I wanted to share these words with the world and I wanted to be an author. And so as I wrote my books and you shared what it was that I had in my journals, it was impossible to separate spirituality from my writing. Even though I write like fiction, I write nonfiction and I write poetry and it's all spiritually entwined because it's just been a part of my life since I was born. So a lot with my writing um, and sharing this with the world, I started down this path maybe about eight years ago and a lot of it is I share through my audience through Instagram, which I know that we've um, spoken about before. So that was a really wonderful way to to check and to test out the audience and see if people connected with what it was that I was writing with. And, and they did. And so it's kind of taken off since then. And from that, I've uh, adapted into doing meditations and guided meditations as well. Um, because I think that that's one of the most important ways that you can really connect with yourself too. So I'm all about helping others being able to transform their life and using spiritual philosophy and spiritual tools in the process. Mm, I love that. And I I love that you uh, incorporate the fiction in there as well, because that's like that indicator of your inner child is still alive. And that's so awesome. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, the the fiction books are actually like a a fairy tale. It's a they're like fictional witchcraft. So I explore I've created like a fantasy world, but it's all connected to um, spiritual philosophy. So like, for example, the world has seven lands. And each of those lands are connected to our seven energy chakras. So Mm. you learn about each of those energy chakras in relation to the people and the the actual land and the place. And and so you're you're educating yourself, but also you're you know exploring a a fantasy fairy tale kind of world with witches and mermaids. It's Mm. really cool. It's it's actually that was actually one of my first books was the fiction. 
Oh, wow. That sounds so awesome. I, I definitely have got to read that because I, I love like association because it helps you to learn. So uh, we learn through storytelling a lot of times. So I think that's a really effective way to show people more about their chakras. That's so cool. Yes. No, I agree. Definitely. And storytelling is one of the most ancient um, tools that we can use to heal ourselves and to help each other as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, it made sense for me to, for the first book to be a, a fiction story like that. Mm-hmm. What's the name of the book? Um, the first one, so these are called, it's a Lost Nowhere series. I've written two books and I'm okay. about to do a third one. And that's what the, um, uh, what started my whole Instagram and everything was Lost Nowhere. Mm-hmm. because it's the, oh. the lost nowhere so it's it's that where you know we feel like we're lost in our world but our inside world is a reflection of our outside outside world so we can never mm-hmm. be lost so we are in fact lost nowhere mm-hmm. I love that <laughs> I love that mindset it's so awesome because a lot of people don't think this way and then they get so caught up in the feeling of being lost and think that something's wrong but I think that that's very awesome that you kind of bring that all together to help people understand that you are exactly where you should be definitely definitely and you have the power within to to heal yourself and navigate your life path the way that you want it to be exactly absolutely and I know that uh, we're going to talk about soul contracts today, right? Yes. Yes, very excited. Awesome. I haven't, I touched on this like a little bit, but uh, when I talked to you, I was like, oh, she is the perfect person to talk about this. So I'm so excited that your soul contract showed up today. Yes. <laughs> yes. Well, it's all part of our soul contract for us to be having this conversation. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. So for those that may not be as familiar with it or maybe new or just learning about it, can you share with us a little bit about what a soul contract is? Yes, of course. So a soul contract is a series of life lessons that are preconceived before your soul came through into this earth. So your soul, obviously, I believe in reincarnation. Mm -hmm. And before your soul entered and chose you to be living this life, it came through with a series of life lessons for you to be able to go through and challenges for you to be able to overcome. Mm -hmm. And with each challenge that we are faced with in our life and we overcome, we are able to change our perception of the world and our awareness um, changes and we are, we're coming into a new vibrational frequency. Mm-hmm. So the soul contract is basically those life lessons laid out before you and each one that you take on is going to change your awareness and change your perception. Mm-hmm. Now, it's kind of like you would you think of it as like your destiny you know we think of our destiny is this end result but there is no end result for our evolution we're constantly changing our soul our soul is always um, molding and expanding and there's no limits on how many times our soul can change Mm -hmm. so even though you have these life lessons and your destiny is written out in this way you can always change it you always have the ability to change different directions and you've got different choices but at the end of the day it's you're still going to tick off these life lessons Mm -hmm. so an example of a life lesson could be um, perhaps you have your heart broken you're going through a messy divorce or someone close to you died 
all of these are a part of your soul contract because they're able to change you in a way that you 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 can't do just by going through your life normally. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Oh yeah, okay, definitely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and I love that, and I try to bring that to people's awareness that uh, you know. I know a lot of us focus on manifestation sometimes, but our soul actually will manifest similar things too. But it's, it's always the things that you don't understand. Like, why did this happen yeah. to me? Blah, blah, blah. And so I love that you made that point because it's like your soul is here to grow and to, you know, kind of move through different things and learn from different perspectives. And it has to go through different things that don't always feel comfortable. <laughs> definitely, definitely. And and then at the end of the day, you know, it's part of your soul contract. So there's nothing you can't handle. Mm-hmm. There's nothing that you is ever going to be too much for you to do. It mm-hmm. might take a little while for you to move through that lesson, but mm-hmm. that lesson will keep resurfacing until you do manage to tick it off, until you do manage to, you know, trans- transition through it so mm-hmm. that your perception of the world has been altered. And essentially mm-hmm. that is your soul uh, expanding and the vibration or frequency of your soul, the energy of your soul is moving and, and we're constantly, you know, we're constantly becoming different versions of ourselves at all times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I find that when we try to resist or suppress or ignore those lessons that come up, they only get bigger and like more in your face right (laughs) definitely definitely yeah because it's it's like you have to deal with this you have to you have to move through it we can't run away and we can't jump over it we have to really go deep into the wound and work our way through it Mm -hmm. absolutely yep I love that and how did you kind of learn more about what your soul contract is all about? Or are you still learning? I'm sure you're still learning more every day. Like, I mean, it's a never ending. It doesn't end. It's for the rest of your life. But so far up until this point, what have you learned about your soul contract? Oh, good. I've learned, I've learned a lot of life lessons. That's for sure. Um, (laughs) I think that, you know, the greatest part of the soul contract is with each lesson and each challenge that we're faced with, that we, are able to transition through we just become closer to our higher self mm-hmm. and we're we're able to strengthen that connection which our higher self is our soul in the unseen realms mm-hmm. so you know we're able to to really listen st- deeper to our intuition we're able to feel more connected more at one with the universe with each challenge that we we navigate through mm-hmm. so for me to you know, it, with my soul contract, I've gone through all of that. You know, you've had the you've had the heartbreak. You've been thrown in really strange directions in my life. I've mm-hmm. I've moved countries only to move to another country afterwards. And I'm like, why why am I doing this? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, the soul contract is you just got to go with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but at the end of the day, it's just it's constantly building that strength of being able to hear my higher self and hear the voice of my intuition and feeling at one with the universe and just trusting and believing that it's on, I'm on the right path and everything mm-hmm. is right on time and everything's happening for a reason. And so it's just, it's stabilizing that faith. And for me, that's, that's how I believe that this soul contract has, has created such a deep imprint into my life mm-hmm. because there's just no other way for me. It's just who it has to be. Yeah, absolutely. 
And I find that there's also this such a strong connection with our childhood as well, yes. like kind of who we are in our purest form. It, it's interesting because we come in in our purest form and then we kind of go through this whole like uh, domestication in a way. Yes. <laughs> and then we spend our entire lives getting back to that. And I find it interesting because little things that I would do as a child, I find that I'm coming back to that now. And it's like, I'm just, you know, I, I like that because it's like you are who you are, but it just becomes more evolved with more understanding as you grow. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. I like how you say that you come back to the things that we did as a child. I, I completely agree with that. I'm, I'm finding myself more and more synchronicities between me now as an adult and the things that I did as a child unconsciously, mm -hmm. like not knowing why I was doing some things. Mm -hmm. And then you're just realizing, ah, oh, I just was a lot more, you're, you're so much more connected and in tune with your higher self, I think also as a child. Mm -hmm. and with the spirit world, you're connecting to it without putting any of these masks around you or without being conditioned from other people's limiting beliefs that may have yep. come onto you. As, and then, you know, you're getting older and we're slowly taking each of those layers off and getting deeper and deeper and back connected to the root and the heart of the matter. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's like, it's so ironic how the, the child is like the innocence and it's like naive, but the adult actually needs to take the lessons from the child. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> Totally. <laughs> it's like, wait, which one is the wise one here? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that's so interesting. I think that is a really good realization to have. And I always just say, it's come back to the inner child. If you, you know, it's there's so much wisdom, internal wisdom that's already there within us. Yeah. You just like, you already have a lot of the answers already there. It's just subconscious. So sometimes it's kind of hard to find, but yeah. it's there. You just have to get in tune. Mm -hmm. Definitely, definitely. Yes, we, we, we all have the ability to heal ourselves, to empower ourselves and to live the life that we want. We just have to start believing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. And so I love this conversation and some people uh, through my experience so far of podcasting, I don't know if you've gone through this too, when you're like, I'm on this uh, wavelength of talking to people and mm -hmm. you know, or you're aware of what you're talking about, but some people are like, well, I don't know what that feels like. I don't, I've never experienced that or what should I look for? So what are some ways that someone can kind of tell the difference between their thoughts that are in their mind, if it's coming from like an ego place or if it's coming more from that soul wisdom place. Definitely. So for to be able to connect with our soul and to know that it's the voice of our soul, you do have to practice honoring your soul and, you know, and, mm -hmm. and doing soul strengthening exercises like uh, meditation, journaling, and even just nurturing your own energy through earth, through the water, through air and fire, and making sure that you have cleared the communication channel between you and your intu intuition, which mm -hmm. is, you know, and as you know, so the best tools definitely meditation and journaling. And then as that is more clear, you can hear that voice louder. Now, the voice of your soul is always going to come from a place of love. It's always mm -hmm. going to be pushing you along the, the way that is, is for love. It's, it's mm -hmm. going to always support you in a beautiful high vibrational frequency. 
Mm-hmm. If it is the voice of your mind or your ego, that's more in, um, so your mind is more logic. It's always wanting to try and just provide you with different answers and different outcomes. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's a bit scattered as well. It's got so many different ideas and options, whereas your mm-hmm. soul is just that one. This is it. Mm-hmm. It's grounding. It's, it's this one. Your ego is, is kind of more protective. It's a mask to protect you from falling down, from hurting yourself, from making sure that you don't look stupid. Mm-hmm. And so that's also you've got to be aware. And, and as a, a thought is coming in, you identify where is this coming from? If I, if I was to pursue this, what's the greatest thing that could happen and what's the worst thing that could happen? Mm-hmm. And furthermore, as you do choose that path, remind yourself that there's no wrong pathway in life. You know, your soul contract is always going to move with you. The life lessons go along any different decision and choice that you make because the end result's still the same. It's just changing your perception of the world. It's pushing you to open your awareness to see things differently. Mm-hmm. And so whatever your choices that you make, there's no wrong choice for that to happen and it will still mold around with you. But the best way to make sure that you're listening to your soul is through that meditation, through journaling and really just going with your first instinct because that's your mm-hmm. intuition telling you this is the right way forward. And also what feels good for you, what, what makes you feel the most comfortable, the most happiest, the most, you know, in present in that moment. Mm-hmm. And that's always the way to go. Mm, mm, very solid advice. I love that. And I, I think that's important um, because there's a, a magic in a way to the human spirit that is so, uh, what's the word, di- kind of dismissed in a way, like your intuition <clears throat> yeah. me, or your instincts. And it's like, when you think of instincts, you think of like the animals, they have all their instincts for survival, but we have our own like, you know, spiritual instincts as well that we ignore a lot of times because it doesn't always make sense in the moment because we have that that logic side of ourselves uh, that you mentioned so that's a good point it's like go with the first instinct and I think the thing that people struggle with the most and sometimes I even do this because I'll have my instinct but just as quick as I had that first instinct I'll have an opposing thought and then I forget what the first instinct was. <laughs> and I'm like, wait, which was the first one? Which one was the first one? I don't know anymore. I'm confused. I'm just not going to focus on it anymore. I'll come back to it later. <laughs> I know that feeling too. That one's hard, especially. And then, you, you, yeah, you're, you're just distracted to know which one it is. But so, so in that case, you know, have a break. Come back to it if you don't have to make the choice immediately. And if it's between two different choices. And a really good technique that I love to use, um, and I, I do it in my meditations, is imagine that the the two different choices, that they're two different pathways. And you know, and you align each pathway with a different choice. And imagine yourself walking down it. And the right, the right pathway will be really easy to walk down. You'll be able to walk down fluidly. And the wrong choice is going to be really difficult. You're, you actually probably won't be able to walk down it. And if you can walk down both, then you'll know that either of them are fine and you're going to get, you know, it's going to be supported anyway. Mm-hmm. I like that. Kind of doing like a future projection for yourself instead of just focusing on the moment at yes. the time. Mm-hmm. Yes, definitely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a really good um, 
way of thinking about things because sometimes when we get so caught up in that just trying to feel better for the moment and the instant gratification you find that a lot of times you might feel worse later so I think that's good to look at the future projection and okay what is the real outcome that it could go either way and what do you feel most comfortable with that's best for you not just for your feelings today Mm -hmm. yeah definitely and and like you said the instant gratification like we're, we're always we're this this generation we're used to getting things immediately and being fast and making decisions quickly you don't need to take your time you know mm-hmm. if you can have a moment take your time if you even better if you can sleep on it and just just take your time for really important decisions <laughs> oh yeah and the craziest part is that I had this realization when I decided to take my budget more seriously it's like go figure it wasn't even a uh, super spiritual but <laughs> I was uh, actually looking at all of the things I would spend my money on which was eating out of course yeah. <laughs> uh, and I'm like man after I calculated all of that I could have paid off so much more debt but it was just for that moment because I was feeling a certain way and then it's yeah. like but it's gone. So that really started to shift my mind to think more, think things through better before I take action, because it's like, in the end, it didn't really help me. I mean, it was great for that moment, like the food was great. But (laughs) later on, I still have all these bills. (laughs) (laughs) So that's definitely very true (laughs) to to look at things up. from a more future standpoint. I like that. Yes, totally. No, I, I feel you. I think like, especially since we've been in a lockdown and we can't actually eat out as much with oh, yeah. partner and I have now realized how much money we actually spent on eating out. We didn't really yeah. realize that before. Mm-hmm. Either. I was like, oh, we saved a lot of money this month. Oh, because we haven't gone to any restaurants. We haven't ordered yeah. anyway. <laughs> <laughs> and now that they've got like the delivery like yeah. Uber and all this stuff and I'm like man I don't even have to talk to the person to no contact <laughs> that's how they get you they know we're a lot of introverts out here like look they don't even want to talk to people they'll really buy this food now <laughs> it's, totally. it's terrible it's terrible it's terrible <laughs> but sorry to get off track yeah, <laughs> But I love your approach to everything. And I know you've been doing this for quite a while. Do you have like maybe an experience that has, that has helped you with your higher self that really solidified your beliefs that you're on the right track? Like, have you had an experience that was like, oh, yes, I'm doing, I'm on the right track for this? Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, oh, I feel like there's a few different ways, like, for me especially with my writing you know and making this decision for me it was a big uh, career change to do this when I first started a long time ago and I've had a lot of synchronicity uh, with my writing where things I'll have written a long time ago all of a sudden just fit perfectly into like even the end of a book doesn't necessarily mean in the middle like right at the end has been the last page and I'll be like I, I like I never wrote this expecting that that's where it was going to be but because a lot of my writing I'm channeling my higher self and mm-hmm. I'm speaking through I, I feel very much that my soul is speaking through my 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 body and my energy field here so I'm I'm having some very very strong connections 
with my higher self as I'm writing. Mm. And then as in a, addition to that, uh, in my meditations, I do a lot of creative visualization meditations of meeting my higher self, meeting other spirit guides um, in the unseen realms mm-hmm. and getting confirmation in that way as to what I'm doing and, and having that stability. And then in addition to all of that, I feel that for me at the moment, life is flowing. Like, and I think that that's also a very good sign that, you know, you're on the right path when things mm-hmm. are, are moving with ease. But having said that, I don't think that if you are facing any roadblocks that it doesn't mean you're on, not on the right path. It's just, mm-hmm. you've got to, you know, you've got to move through them. You need to change your perception. Every challenge is an opportunity for us to have personal growth and to transform our perception of the world. So it's all about learning how to move through it. So it comes down to that. I think that it's about your, your own life journey and, and, you know, and that synchronicity and, not just synchronicity um, with other people and places, but I find I get a lot with my dreams. I don't know about you, but do you ever get deja vu with your dreams? Oh, yeah, a lot. Yes, I've had some crazy stories. Uh, but, I, but I think that that's, that's for me, that's a big sign that we're on the right path, like to have that deja vu of, of in a dream and then to experience it a few years later. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a big one what's your crazy dream story or have you shared it before no I haven't oh a lot of my dreams have a lot of symbolism actually Mm -hmm. so they'll either have like animals or they'll have um sometimes it will actually be pretty much what happens but it will be very exaggerated in the dream but it'll happen like maybe a day Uh. or two later Nice. Uh, and it's it's not always, but uh, or sometimes I'll have a dream of like a friend that I have, and they'll sh- it'll show me something that's like kind of negative in a way in the dream, and I'm like, why would I dream that? Like they're great people, <laughs> <laughs> and then later on, like I'll experience something, I'm like, dang it! <laughs> yep, I'm like, okay, get it. Um, so yeah, well, I've had, I remember this one dream. This is very distinctive for me and it's kind of, it's a little on the darker side. So <laughs> sorry about that. Um, but uh, it, this happened maybe about five years ago. I had a dream about three birds. It was like three owls and they're on this tree. And then I dreamt that there is like this really bizarre like rave half raven half man looking it was like very very scary but when I saw it when I looked at the eyes of this like raven man figure it it triggered to me that that was like a a death type of an entity um like someone that brings death kind of like a grim reaper type of thing and so he was like kind of messing with these birds and I was like no stop like I remember I was like leave it alone (laughs) and then it looked at me and I ran so anyways that was the dream well the next morning I wake up and there's like this little hummingbird that is sitting on my um my doorstep yeah. And hummingbirds, yeah, they don't stay still. They're they're super fast. Yeah, it's like very rare to be able to see them. Yeah, exactly. And so for me, I didn't even know it was a hummingbird because I've never seen one just sitting there before. But he was so tiny. 
and he was just sitting there but he was sick he was just kind of like moving up and down a little bit Mm -hmm. and for me in my experience through life um birds are messengers to me and anytime i i i come across a bird that has died it is symbolic to me of death so i was like okay i don't want this on my doorstep (laughs) so i uh i felt really bad so i put gloves on and i picked him up and i carried him and i just sat with him outside like in the grass and he was just there like he was just trying to breathe and then he was very weak and so i just kind of put him on the grass and he kind of he stepped off and then he moved his wing and then he just died like he just laid right there and I was like oh no 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 like I was crying like I'm so sensitive so I was like oh no so I took him I buried him and everything and so the next day I had a friend that contacted me that one of our mutual friends had passed away at the exact same time that that hummingbird had passed away oh wow yep and she had died in a car accident after an altercation with someone and she had a tree and I was like oh my gosh so all of that was like you know even though I I had that dream it was literally right you know maybe hours before I experienced seeing that bird but that bird had died the same time that my friend had passed away so I thought that was like crazy yes wow so it created an actual phobia of certain I owls for me. About it yeah. you when you saw birds. <laughs> yeah. Now, like I have, I try to get over it because I don't like having fears that limit me in life. But mm-hmm. I do struggle sometimes if I see barn owls, like just like those snowy barn owls that have like the very black eyes and yes. and the white Ooh. face. They, I just it creeps me out because that was such a strong image in my dream and what it was tied to so that created like a a little phobia for me and I'm like oh gosh now I understand a little bit more (laughs) yeah um so I always wonder like I never really had a phobia and I would see people really freak out you know with certain things and they'd be shaking and and sweating and I'm like what and then after that experience I went through that when I would see certain birds or owls and I'd be like oh my gosh I can't look at this in the face like I'm freaking out right now oh wow (laughs) yeah so I've I've had I've got like I could write a book about these dreams but yeah so that was (laughs) one of them that stands out to me and yeah in general oh sorry go Oh, no, no, no. I was just gonna say in general, they're usually pretty symbolic and I'll look up the meaning and they're usually right on. Yeah, no, definitely. Well, especially since you've had that from from the dream and then you see it. It's uh, yeah, you're constantly wondering, is this a sign? What's going to happen next? Yeah. But Definitely. I mean, when it comes down to it, you know, and I think it's uh, uh, as our Western upbringing, we're told to fear death, whereas net death mm-hmm. is just a natural cycle of life. So, mm-hmm. you know, we need to not really play into that, that we think that death is bad. Yes, of mm-hmm. course, it's devastating mm-hmm. when it happens and, you know, we're, we're, we miss that energy of someone, but mm-hmm. you know, still it's a part of, of the natural cycle. But with mm-hmm. the birds, like if I saw that, if I was you, I would remind myself that, yes, exactly, death is a natural cycle of life, but also 
that you know death teaches us impermanence so what and what more can you do today how can you really give your life something great you know it's like a reminder a little bit of a nudge of am i loving my day am i loving my life and what can i do to change it or what can i do to improve it if i'm not or is if you've thought of someone maybe you you reach out and you contact them or you know i think that you could you could turn it into a positive sign mm-hmm Oh, yeah, definitely. And as I've grown as a person since then, um, I I totally agree. I see death more as just an ending, not necessarily yeah. like the end, but an ending. And then there's always a new chapter. There's always something. Okay. So now when when I do like pass a dead bird, sometimes I immediately at first I'm I was like, somebody's died. And sometimes that is the case, but sometimes it's not always the case. Sometimes it just means there's an ending or something Mm -hmm. in my life that's ending. And usually it could just be an ending of a friendship or relationship. It doesn't mean the person's going to die. It just means an ending, um, so to speak. And then I've also been learning more about past life regressions. Wonderful. And that is what really kind of shifted my perspective a little bit because it's like, Ah, like not so much. And I don't know about you, but I've talked to some people where it gets a little too far ahead where it's like, well, you know, like, I'm just going to come back eventually. So I don't care about this life. It's like, wait, wait, wait. No, like you don't understand. You're just because you you come back, your life is going to be different. So you, you may have you're going to have totally different lessons, different, different perspectives. You may have the same soulmates, but they have different roles in your life, different Definitely. times. So like love this life, cherish this life. This life is beautiful. You could do so many things to, to change how it's going now. And the things you deal with now, they're going to come back on you the next one. So work on exactly. healing some things. And um, it was so interesting. I learned more about that because it, it, it really brought home about like, different unexplained phobias or different things that people now do that like for instance this woman was she was very very strict in her lifestyle like very very extremely conservative like she was like she wanted to be like a nun type of thing this life this, this life path and when she did a past life regression she saw that in her previous life she was a prostitute oh wow so that's why, and then vice versa, sometimes it does the opposite. So I've also learned that if you made like a strong promise in a previous life, like say you are a monk or a nun or a priest or something like that, you may struggle in the next life with accepting money and things like that. So I was like, man, that yeah. that was so interesting to me when I learned that because I'm like, hold on, I'm not going to make so many promises. <laughs> going to be carried over to your next life let's be a little more balanced this lifetime (laughs) but no no seriously I thought I just find it so interesting so that is what has changed my mind and perspective about death and just loving this life and trying to contribute as much as I can and leave something behind far after my body is gone that people can still learn from and, and have an impact and not just you know get so caught up in just what's happening in the world but actually living Yes, no, definitely. No, and it's interesting that you say about past lives because I've I've done a few past life regressions myself and I also believe of that you have soul contracts with other people too. And so with you know, with soulmates, with twin flames, you can also have karmic debt to repay. Mm -hmm. 
So when I've gone through my soul contract and I've, I've gone into heartbreak, I've actually done a past life regression previously to even meeting this person that I went through this difficult um, challenge with, with this heartbreak through. And I saw our past life together and the, and I did wrong to this person in the past life. And so this is the karmic debt that's then paid over. And this is why this person did wrong to me in this life. So it's, it's really interesting, yeah, understanding that we can have those answers as well. And actually, I teach that in my, in my new book as well. I explore about, um, about karmic debt and the soul contracts and soul contracts with other, with other, um, with other soulmates and twin flames. Yeah. And, and, yeah, past life regression is a really great way for you to understand what, aside from knowing a bit more about your purpose in this life, but yeah. if, you, if you're having really difficulty healing over something and you're heal, having a really hard time making peace with what happened it could be because you've got this karmic debt that's so mm. heavy from mm-hmm. you know, many many lifetimes ago not just last, last lifetime we're talking lifetime 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 it could be mm-hmm. hundreds, thousands of years ago and so that's why it's really difficult sometimes to clear those energy blocks and to clear that healing process because there's also that that kind of needs to be realized if if it's for you on this life path for you to mm-hmm. realize that you know mm-hmm. but that's another that's another element of it too yeah oh wow that is so interesting i've never really i've tried to listen to like a few meditations to see if i can go back in time <laughs> i haven't I, mean, I think i just actually need to work with the past life regressionist because i i just I'm like, maybe I shouldn't know that because I'm not getting anything. And it's so bizarre to me uh, because I consider myself to be pretty in tune, pretty, mm-hmm. um, uh, pretty spiritual. I mean, I receive messages all of the time. I find it so bizarre to me that I haven't really seen any kind of indicator of a past life. So I don't know. I, yeah. I, I definitely am interested. Yeah, I mean, look, it'll come with you when the time is right. But yeah, that's for, true. Like with a with a professional, you're going under a, a deep hypnosis, so that yeah. also sometimes. And when you're doing that, you also don't know in what relationship it is in regards to of of when you're going through those past lives. If you're mm-hmm. trying to do it yourself, I'd have a specific person in mind and and you know kind of go okay if you're going to be doing it through a meditative process and be like Mm -hmm. I want to find out my past life connection with this person or Mm -hmm. why did this situation happen in regards to this so show me this in my past life and then you'll have a bit more clarity and understanding whereas when you're going through the hypnosis you know you see many past lives when when I've done it I've seen like five or six past lives so Mm. it's hard for you to know which relationship is what you know Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you look different all the time sometimes you're a man sometimes you're a woman so it's so funny it's like I'll knowing that I'm like you don't realize how dumb it is that we focus so much on the external yeah. that because we've we've probably been everything that we discriminate against exactly oh, <laughs> it's like totally. just stop this is a joke that's why the universe is probably like laughing at us like <laughs> you guys are not very bright um so yeah, totally. <laughs> i completely agree completely. yeah 
Yeah, it's like you've been everybody at this point. <laughs> yeah. But you know what? That's actually a good point because it's what it probably is uh, when you have that uh, kind of discrimination against certain things. Maybe it's just like an unhealed wounding for who you used to be and you didn't heal Definitely. in that time. So, I mean, maybe that's just an indicator of that. It's always something deeper. Definitely. And I would even go so far to say it's not just your past life. It's also inherited pain from your ancestors. You know, it's yes. all of these things that we're carrying over and, you know, and then also when people are acting out and discriminating, it's it's lack of education. They haven't, you know, it's lack of self love. There's mm-hmm. lack of compassion, empathy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, big time. Yeah, it's so interesting. I, I mean, that's how I look at life. Like I'm always taking the deeper approach. So I don't really get caught up into all these like political conversations because it just isn't. I don't know, does it resonate with me? It's so ego-based. Yes. Agreed. So I, I like to, un- I prefer to understand versus to try to like be right. Yes. Mm-hmm. No, I feel you with that definitely as well. Yeah. And also it can sure. get you down if you get too political. Like the more you, you read and, and, and yeah. learn about what morons are doing around the world, you're just like, come on. Like, I, I can't help you. All we can do is be out through the change, you know? <laughs> exactly and i think it gets us down because it's away from our spirits away from our soul and it's like the soul's like i'm i'm gonna go take a nap on this one (laughs) and when you come back to love you come back to me (laughs) yeah come back when you're ready because i don't know what this is about but i'm gonna go take a break (laughs) yeah exactly exactly no we can really go off on a tangent especially now exactly we're in the lockdown and there's too much of this news floating around oh my gosh just cut it off just turn off like a day and i bet the world would be so much better yes definitely yeah. I mean, I do see the silver lining a little bit with this pandemic. I mean, I think everybody's having to kind of sit with themselves and yes. some people don't like it, but Definitely. I think it's very necessary because we've gone through, I, I think, I know there's a lot of depression. I know there's a lot going on from different perspectives. So I'm very sensitive and empathetic towards that. Mm-hmm. However, I do feel that a lot of the the depression and negativity that many people are feeling is really just the truth of how a lot of people have felt, but they've always masked it and distracted themselves with everything. And now they're actually just seeing how they really feel. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. I completely agree. And, and that's, I I agree. This is what's the the positive. Like there's, there are a handful of positives from this because like you said, we're going to have to sit with ourselves. We have to reveal the truth. We have to start living with more purpose, with more love and, start really making a difference with our life and not just kind of going with the, you know, what someone else is telling us to do or, or not be pushed mm-hmm. from, from mass consumption or from, you know, the, the peer pressure of another. We, we're realizing, okay, it's us. We've, we've got to make a change in our life and no one else is going to save us. We have to save ourselves and, and do what is right for us, you know, at this time. Mm-hmm. Yes, absolutely. That, that is, ah. Oh. I love it. It's amazing. Um, but it's so true. And I've, I've found that other people um, like yourself and uh, like-minded people are, are kind of stepping up to the plate in a sense. Like yes. we've kind of been dormant for a while. I know I yeah. have. Like 
I've been dormant. Like I, I read all the time. I, I'm always focused on these types of topics, but I never would share. I never talked about it. I was never communicating about it. And I, I guess I was just dormant. I just was focusing on surface things. And that was just what was going on. But now it's like, I felt this push, this urge, like, you need to talk about this kind of stuff. Yeah, good. I'm glad that you are. Exactly. And it's and it's what your soul wants. This is what your soul is craving. Exactly. You know? Yeah. You're feeling more fulfilled. You're helping other people while doing it too. And there's so much positives that comes from this. And we're able to see that we're mm-hmm. a lot more connected than we think. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. For sure. Sorry, I got a little bit off topic, (laughs) but I think it's just a natural conversation, which I love. I prefer, honestly. Um, So I loved everything we had to talk about today and that you shared with us. I thought it was so valuable. And I just wanted to know, I know we touched base on a lot and you covered pretty much everything, but was there anything else that someone can do? They just feel totally lost or suppressed you know, when it comes to reconnecting with their higher self? So to connect with your higher self, definitely, um, yes, the journaling, the meditation, also just being outside in nature. Like you have Mm -hmm. such an incredible um, ability to ground yourself. And that's what connecting with your higher self is. So it's about your soul in the unseen realms. And when you come through into this life, you are coming into your spiritual self. You're coming into this human body. So to be able to really be able to clear that communication channel between you and your higher self, you want to be in a a place of grounding because this is when you can make decisions with confidence. This is when you have an easier idea of what's going on in your life. You have more clarity over your day. So for Mm -hmm. me, I find to tap onto a lot of the universal energies. Um, I say earth because that's my star sign. And and for me, I feel the most connected with the earth, but it's definitely, you know, it's uh, connecting with water, connecting with air, connecting with fire, connecting with um, spiritual uh, guides as well. And you, when you connect with the universal energies, you're able to connect with the divine source of creation. So you're becoming closer to who you are as your higher self in the spirit realm. You're, you're just becoming that divine light of angelic energy. So it's, it's about, you know, really being comfortable with yourself and spending time alone and connecting with the present moment. And I find that that's when you can hear the voice of your intuition. That's when your higher self is speaking loudest to you. And that's where you ask these questions that you need if you need some guidance on your life. You've got the power and you've got the answers within you. You just need to get comfortable speaking with your higher self. Yeah, exactly. Utilizing your sign as well is always a good way to connect to certain natural elements within the earth. I'm a cancer, so oh, nice. water's always been good for me. Yeah, um, beautiful. But yeah. No, mm-hmm. yeah. But I explain a lot of this in my in my new book, Align with Soul, and it's actually yes. all about aligning with your higher self and so that you can navigate your soul contract and it teaches you a lot of different tools and um, rituals. I speak a lot about... Uh, rituals for you to to do yourself so that you can harness that energy Mm, okay perfect okay great I love that I can't wait is the book already out already yeah 12 12 2020 so today's the birthday okay (laughs) 
Okay. Okay. 12, 12, 2020. Okay. So December 12, 2020 is yeah. when the book has come out. All right. Great. Well, I love this conversation. Thank you. Me too, Lindsay. It was so nice to meet you. Same to you. Same here. It's nice to meet you as well. How can someone get in touch with you if they want to learn more and connect with you personally? Definitely. So I'm um, just going to my website, which is phoebegarnsworthy.com. And mm -hmm. have all the details about my books and my meditations. And also, I'm very active on social media, specifically Instagram. And on Instagram, mm -hmm. I'm at lost underscore nowhere. And mm -hmm. feel free to send me a DM or anything and let me know what you think of, uh, of our chat today. And you can find all the links to all of my um, pieces through yeah, either of those places. Very cool. Nice. Well, Phoebe, thank you so much for your time today. I'm gonna, I know it's getting a little late where you are, so I'm going to let you enjoy your evening. Thank you so, so much. I wish you a beautiful day. You too. Bye-bye. All right, Bye. Love Tribe. I hope that you enjoyed that conversation. What did you think about soul contracts and everything we discussed today? I thought it was such a wonderful, warm conversation and a great way to end 2020. I'm so excited and I will see you in 2021.